0: If I were to tell you that fixing just three things with your strategy with affiliate marketing could mean the difference between finally making a passive income and supplementing your job, or maybe even quitting your job altogether, or the opposite, where you're just stuck spinning your wheels, maybe even for years and never getting anywhere. Would you follow those three things? Well, I became a full-time affiliate marketer and blogger after about 18 months by following these types of rules. So let's go ahead and discuss how you can avoid the traps and pitfalls and skip to the front of the line and finally get the passive income business you've been looking for. Let's discuss. And welcome to episode 59 of the Blogger Revolution. My name is Chris, and here we talk about building passive income streams that work for you so you don't have to. Wonderful to have you here, but before we get started, please be sure to go check out my free passive income training I have over at bloggerevolution.com slash workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com workshop. I'll be sure to put a link down uh, at the bottom somewhere, so be sure to go check it out. But again, it's going to be step-by-step on how Uh, You can create a passive income that you've always wanted, but we're going to specifically talk about three specific things in this video. But if you want the whole smash, be sure to go check it out over there at blogrevolution.com workshop. So the first strategy that you need to implement in order to get your affiliate marketing business to the moon is you need to stop chasing the carrot. Stop chasing the carrot. Now, what this really means is you need to focus on evergreen content. So, Chris, what does a carrot have to do with focusing on evergreen content? Well, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard the phrase chasing the carrot and what it means? What does it mean to chase the carrot? Where did it come from? Well, back in the day when farmers were plowing land, they would dangle a carrot on a stick right in front of a donkey that was just out of reach of the donkey, but he could see it and he would just, just go after it as much as he possibly can. Just picture that in your mind, just having a, a, a carrot just barely dangling, you know, within maybe six or seven inches in front of your face and you just can't reach it. Now, as the donkey would move forward to try his best to get that carrot, he would no doubt pull the cart that's behind him, meaning that the carrot would always remain just out of reach. The donkey would never get the carrot, but the cart would get pulled. You see, the point is, when we are chasing the carrot, we are going after something that we will never be able to catch if we are not using the strategy of creating uh, ever, uh, excuse me, creating evergreen content with our blogs and our niche sites. We are always going to be stuck trying to chase that reward, that, that, that thing where we're going to be making so much money because, hey, we're just so excited because we finally got there. It's never going to get there because we'll never attain the award because it's always going to be just a few inches in front of our face if we're just creating things that are going to get traffic here and now and not for years to come. The whole idea when we create blogs is the fact that we want things to stay out there for years, years even. Here's some interesting statistics. If you post something on Twitter, it's going to stick around for about 5 minutes. If you post something on Facebook, it might stick around for about 30 minutes or an hour. If you post something on Pinterest, it'll stick around for a few months. If you post something on YouTube, you'll probably get, you know, a little bit a year, you know, out of it, which is pretty good, you know, if not more depending on how evergreen the topic happens to be. But on average, if you, if you get a blog post to rank number one in Google, chances are you can nab a spot that can stick around for at least two years. And if it's in a nice little low competition keyword or in a niche where no one else is really targeting or even know that the keyword exists, you can stay there for even longer. When I do keyword research for a new site, sometimes I see articles that have been out there since 2010. You know, that's, that's 12 years ago, right? Insane. And that's all because they went after evergreen topics, topics that are going to be asked now, topics that are going to be asked in five years, in 10 years, in 12 years for some of the ones that I've seen. So how can we create this evergreen content and stay out of that hamster wheel where we're just spinning our wheels? Well, instead of constantly just writing a review of this product and a review of that product, yes, it will make us money in the short term. But we need to start writing more how-to type articles, list type articles for the best this or the best that. As long as it is in, in line, in our niche for what it is that's going to be searched for for a really long time. So just for an example, um, in the golfing niche, golfing is not going anywhere anytime soon. So if you were to create the best golf irons or something like that, and work hard to get it onto the first page and then there for a while, you're going to be getting some pretty good income for a decent amount of time. But what if you went something a little deeper that maybe not a lot of people know about? Maybe it's the uh, best MOI putters. I mean, I know what MOI putters are, but Google it, you might find my website. But (laughs) just saying, if you um, create something right there that a lot of people don't know about, but really the insiders do, yeah, it's not going to get a ton of traffic, but it's going to stay on the first page of Google for a very long time, and you can always monetize it for quite a while as well. These articles usually take longer to rank because when we're doing competitive keyword uh, research, it's not going to always be zero competition because these are money keywords. These are keywords people are going to be making uh, a decent amount of money with, so people are going to go after them. So it might take us a little longer to rank for it, And maybe a little bit of extra work to make sure that it's optimized just the way it needs to be in order to rank. But once it's ranking, it's ranking and we're getting the money from it. So stop chasing the carrot. Go after evergreen content that's going to rank for years and people are going to be asking these questions for years. Now, the next thing that you need to uh, do if you want your affiliate marketing business to soar is stop forgetting the obvious. And this is what it, and what I mean by that is don't forget about SEO. In fact, don't ignore SEO. I come across a lot of people who have started blogs. And when I look at a lot of their blogs, one thing that they just are forgetting about, are ignoring, are just paying no attention to is search engine optimization. This is everything. You need to get search engine optimization right. The key is with blogging is we have to realize that We're doing this as a business. We are wanting to make money from it. And creative writing, writing just for the sake of writing or writing just to tell what we did yesterday, that type of blogging is dead. That type of blogging died a while ago. And the chances of it ranking today are pretty slim. And people wonder why they're not getting enough traffic to their sites. It's because they are ignoring the fundamentals of SEO. But the beautiful part of it is, is that a lot of a lot of people who look at SEO think it's complicated or it takes too much time and effort to to learn it. But to be honest, SEO is not difficult. Imagine organizing a library, the Dewey Decimal System that we learned in school, right? That's a great way for us to understand where books are on particular topics and subjects within a library. But that's very similar to how SEO works. Google needs to needs a way to file away our blog posts. It needs a way to file away our articles so that they can know when to pull them when they need to pull them. I saw an interesting statistic as well that said that the majority of websites on the internet do not get any traffic from Google. I think it's around like 80 or 90% of articles do not get any traffic from Google simply because they are not optimized for SEO. Writing can be amazing, but if nobody finds it, who cares? The point is we want to make money with our businesses. We need to treat this as a real business. So because of that, we need to work towards uh, getting our articles in front of eyeballs. There's a lot of gurus out there who will tell you that, oh, affiliate marketing is great. I made this much money doing this. But what they don't tell you is how to generate traffic and eyeballs to those offers. They tell you how great it is and they that you need to promote it to your family and friends. But you know one thing? I've been in this business now since, you know, 2015 or so. And I have never gone out and tried to post anything on my personal uh, pages. I don't go out to friends and family saying, hey, you need to sign up for this. Now, sometimes they find me because they're looking for stuff on YouTube or in a podcast or on a blog, but I don't actively go out to them. I don't have to go out and bug my family and friends asking them to sign up for this, asking them to sign up for that, because I've created a traffic source that continually pays me over time. And it's all because of search engine optimization. So to implement search engine optimization, especially your on-page, that's really what you want to get right—the on-page stuff for SEO. I'm not saying that backlinks aren't important, but when you're first getting started, it's better just to hone in on the on the uh, on-page SEO stuff. But do something like finding good keywords, use find keywords that you can rank for. That's really the number one thing you need to be absolutely sure of when you're doing SEO, because if you choose a keyword that you can't rank for, then no amount of SEO is really gonna get you there anytime soon. But once you've found a keyword that you can rank for, take that keyword and put it in a title. The closer to the beginning of the title, the better for that keyword. And usually you can, you know, most blog posts on the internet are list posts anyway, right? Whether it's a how-to or whether it's, you know, the top 10 this, top seven that, use odd numbers as well front load the keyword in the title and then add an intriguing element in the title as well but don't put it in the actual url in the url of your post just put the keyword in its simplest form and then go on from there next in the first 100 words of your article include your keyword again in the first 100 words And then throughout the rest of the article, just do it naturally. Just use it like you would naturally do when you're talking about a particular subject. Don't keyword stuff. Keyword stuffing is just putting the keyword in there just for the sake of putting it in there. That's old school SEO and it does not work and it hasn't worked for a while now. But you might find some people teaching it, by the way. But use the keyword naturally throughout the rest of the article. And maybe, you know, maybe one time at the end, but just naturally is probably fine. When you do those few things, you've done about 60, 70% of on-page SEO right there. You've, You've done the most of it right there. You don't really have to worry about doing too much. So follow those steps and you'll be fine. And on number three, this is the third point that you need to make sure that you do absolutely right, because this is probably the biggest of all of them when it comes to really making your affiliate marketing business worth something. And that's doing me before you. That's the the, the thing you need to avoid. Don't do me before you, do you before me. Meaning, don't prioritize selling over helping. Don't prioritize selling over helping. Did you know that according to Google, 53% of people before they make a purchase decision will Google it? 53 people. Now, in a world where, I believe around 4 billion people use Google on a daily basis. It's kind of insane. More like 3.5 billion, but billion, whatever. It's billion with a B. It's a really big number. Usually they will Google it, uh, something before they actually make a purchase. I Google stuff before I make a purchase, especially if it's going to be a big purchase. I want to make sure I'm not buying trash. I want to make sure I'm buying something that's quality. So I Google it, see what a couple of uh, articles are saying about it, see what a couple of blogs might be saying about it and watch a YouTube video on it. Get as much information as I possibly can before I have to make that decision. In fact, I recently bought a video game for my son, Benji, and um, I researched a lot of it. I wanted to see what other parents had to say about it. I wanted to see what the ratings were. How old should you be? What's the recommended age for playing this game? Was it fun? That's really a big thing, right? Is this game fun? Now, it's nice to read the review, and it's nice to go to Nintendo and see what they have to say about it, but I want to see what, you know, the dad around the corner who actually bought the game and played it with his son and how he had fun with it. That's what I want to know, and that's the kind of information that you are going to only find within blogs. With so many people Googling stuff before they buy, we need to prioritize helping versus just selling in these reviews because people are reading them. But if we just say there, hey, click this and go buy it because I bought it and I thought it was great and just leave it at that, it's not going to give a very good experience. In fact, Google has recently come out and said how they would like uh, reviews to be in a particular way. Now, it's, it's a few things that we need to go into. and In fact, I go into it in great deal in my, uh, in my course that you can check out down in the description below as well. But um, I'll leave a description as well to what Google actually said in terms of how they want their reviews to be written. The thing is, the uh, helpful content update that just came out recently is another thing that's going to be coming out and attacking these low-quality blogs that aren't providing anything, where they're just trying to get people to buy stuff. There's a thing where, uh, I think Gary Vaynerchuk, he has the book Jab, 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 Right Hook. And the idea of that entire thing is just, you need to provide as much value as possible over and over and over again. Just keep jabbing. And then eventually you can ask for something back. But you got to front load it. Think about when you go to a car dealership or something like that. Usually when you first get there, they ask you what? Hey, can I give you some water? Would you like some popcorn? You want a coffee? You want something? They are immediately trying to tip the scales in their favor so that you are more likely to listen or more likely to sit down and talk about a car. We need to do the exact same thing when it comes to our blogs. Lead with value early and quickly and over and over, jab, jab, jab. And then once we've provided the value, given a unique perspective on it, that's probably different than anything else you would find on the internet, then, and only then, do you ask for the return. Notice you don't take. You don't give, 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 and then take. You give, 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 and then ask. And that's going to do much better for your affiliate marketing business than anything else. Think about how you can provide all of the necessary information and hands-on experience about any product that you might be reviewing just to help them make a good decision. Now, here's one a pet peeve that I have about reviews. Is that at the end, you finally read this nice review. They had everything that you were looking for. But then they say, well, it depends on if you need to buy it or not because of this or because of that. Have a definitive yes or no. Should I buy this product? Give people exactly what they need to know. If you recommend it, recommend it. If you don't, don't. And a little ninja trick that you can do at that point, if you don't recommend it, link them to something else on your website that they that you would recommend. That way you could still hopefully make some affiliate commission from that as well. So to sum this all up kind of quickly, number one, you need to... Uh, stop chasing the carrot, meaning you need to create evergreen content. The next thing you have to do is make sure that you stop ignoring SEO. Stop forgetting the obvious. Use the tricks that we talked about to make sure that your SEO is on point. And then finally, prioritizing helping versus selling. Help people first, jab them, jab them again, and then jab them some more, and then finally ask for the right hook or for the ask for them to go through and make a purchase. So with all of this, this uh, stuff we've talked about with affiliate marketing, that's no doubt one of the best ways in which to make money online. It's one that I've used for years, and I definitely recommend you use it as well. So to get a full understanding on how I was able to use affiliate marketing and how you can do it as well, be sure to go check out the uh, link down in the sh- uh, show notes and description below. Bloggerevolution.com workshop. That's bloggerevolution.com workshop. I have a free training that will show you step by step how you can make this process really not as difficult as many others trying to make it out there and make a really good living with affiliate marketing. So thanks so much for watching. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at ChrisMilesOfficial if you want to follow me there. And I'll see you later. Bye.